From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Joe Losh, the market president and senior vice president of Ameris Bank. Joe, thank you very much for being here today. Good morning. Thank you. Let's begin. In the past, you were a chair of the Foundation for the Orange County Public Schools. Based on that experience, what are some ways in which you feel public schools and financial institutions can collaborate to help bolster financial literacy? And what are some creative ways that Ameris Bank is reaching out to younger generations to guide them on their path to financial awareness? Yes, I I do think it is very important to have um, teaching financial literacy at a young age in school so that um, you can build that base. Um, Things as simple as budgeting, um, learning about credit scores, how that's important to someone, um, and just money management in general, I think is so important to teach um, students at, at the school level. So, um, some of the ways that you can, there, there's plenty of resources out there. Lots of people provide resources, but just being a guest speaker um, in a classroom or offering a tour of a branch. Um, oftentimes, students, when they um, do a tour of a branch, expect it to be like Fort Knox with gold and money everywhere. And, and just teaching about banking, the basics of banking sometimes helps to demystify um, it and it helps them to build a relationship with somebody and realize that you can go in and ask questions and um, that's a lot of what bankers do is provide guidance and advice and so you know just trying to help um, build those relationships at an early stage and help the um, help people to understand that they can feel comfortable coming into a branch and asking questions. And another area in which people want more financial literacy is cryptocurrencies. Uh, The rise in cryptocurrencies, a market that is now worth more than $3 trillion globally, has triggered debate across all levels of industry and government, with President Biden now looking into regulating the market. What challenges or opportunities do you see from a regulated crypto market for banks and their clients? Yes, I think um, obviously there's been a high level of acceptance of cryptocurrency um, in the last decade or so, and it's been growing. Um, and just a familiarity with it, but um, you know it's also risky, um, and, and people need to understand that um, it is it is coming into its own. But um, I think people like to hear stories that somebody made a lot of money and they speculate in it without really understanding it. So you know it's important that you understand before you invest. But but I do think blockchain technology and movement of um, encrypted funds um, is is here to stay. Digital. Um, banking and everything else has has been growing in popularity. Um, And so that's kind of an outcropping of that. And I think it's wise for the government to get into that space um, because the concern is that um, monies could get moved around and and for nefarious uh, purposes, basically. And so crime and theft and um, there's just so much that can happen there. And so we do need to find ways to make sure that it's, it's not done in the dark web and that it comes to light and, um, so that it's safe for people to, um, use. In March of this year, the Federal Reserve approved the first interest rate hike in more than three years. After having historically low interest rates, what are some expected changes in consumer behavior when it comes to financial services? 
Um, yes, you know, it, it's important to note, too, that um, the, the last two years have seen historic low rates. Um, when COVID hit, uh, one of the responses to try to help spur economic activity and employment was lowering interest rates. And so they went to historic lows over the last two years. Um, most are predicting over the next um, year or so, rates will go back up to the level that they were prior to COVID hitting. So while it feels like rates are going up very high, they, they still are at historic lows and are expected to stay there. Um, it's just in relative to the last two years, they certainly have, have um, are expected to move up. Um, on the consumer side, typically when rates move up, oftentimes consumers rush to do things um, that if they've been sitting on the sideline, if they're waiting to buy a house, they're afraid that rates are going to continue to go up. Um, so they may jump into a market that they've been sitting and waiting um, sellers are, are the same. They may be afraid that they won't be able to sell their house. So you may see actually initial spur of economic activity when rates start to rise and they have. Um, and, you know, but then over time it does settle down. Um, and that's part of the, uh, the wish of the Fed is to slow some of the acti activity down, some of the inflation that we've been uh, seeing, some record inflation over the last several months. So um, they are trying to slow down some of that inflation, and that's um, expected. And Joe, given the global uncertainty with the Ukrainian-Russian war and nationally with the midterms in November, how impactful do you think the Fed's interest rate increases will be in terms of tempering inflation while allowing for economic growth? Yeah, there's certainly a lot going on geopolitically. Um, my uh, economic professor in college used to say that you know, when you're trying to um, you know, if you're the Fed and you're trying to control inflation, um, it's a little like driving a car with the front windows blacked out and the side windows blacked out. All you can really see is in the rear view mirror. So you only see what impact your changes in the rates have after um, with the leading and trailing indicator, trailing indicators. Um, so it is a little hard to know what's going to happen in the future in the geopolitical environment, um, what's going on overseas in Ukraine and with Russia. Um, it certainly has an impact on the economy, um, whether that spreads or stays contained, whether it ends at some point, um, will all have an impact on, on what, what's going to happen with our economy. And the Fed is watching that very closely as they look at raising interest rates. And Joe, to round out our discussion today, what role does creativity play in remaining competitive in today's landscape? Um, yeah, I think it is a very big role. The, the, at, the, at the core, um, consumers are still looking for the same stuff. And in, in talking about banking, they're looking for ease, convenience, security, um, all the same things that they've always been looking for. But the delivery channels have changed drastically. I've been in banking almost 40 years. And the last two to five have seen more changes than in my entire career. And it's really just trying to get things at your fingertip. It's kind of the Amazon effect, being able to do things from your home, which is partially spurred by um, being home from COVID, um, trying to do everything that you would normally have to go out and do, you wanna be able to do from your home. Um, so the adoption of that has, has created um, the need for more digital online investment on the, on the part of banks to be able to deliver what customers need at, at, at a different, um, through a deli different delivery uh, channel. Um, so that's that's where creativity is very important, is just being able to adjust to those needs. And um, we've had to adjust a lot over the last couple of years. And there's no telling whether people will come start coming back to the branches like they used to, or they'll continue to enjoy the ability to do most of their banking from their phones. 
Well, thank you very much, Joe. I appreciate our discussion today. Thank you, Abby. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.